Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is, of course, the Wednesday Bo Snurdly Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. Uh, there is a lot of news, of course. Last night was a pretty, ex- well, depending on your point of view, disappointing night or a theatrical night. Some people might have found it exciting with all the goings-on in the Senate. Republicans... Uh, blindsided. They thought they had the numbers to impeach Mayorkas. They didn't. Uh, one of the Democrat congressmen who was hospitalized left his hospital bed, came into the chamber. I understand. I thought I read some report in bare feet or something, or maybe that was just drama. Anyway, and you had three Republicans that voted against it. The fourth Republican that voted against it did so, so that the measure could be brought up again. He's not to blame. The three Republicans have voted against it, have come in for a lot of angst. I am not mad at them. I'm not mad at anybody. I mean, this, to me, is politics. And I think people should just, this is politics. It's a setback. That's what this, the, the House Speaker said. He said, you're not mad at the Republicans who voted? No, they, they vote no. You know, Republicans defect. This is, this is politics. If my blood pressure is going to go up every single time Republicans defect, I'll stroke out. Soon, because they this is common for Republican Party. They are not nearly the lockstep party the Democrats are. Besides, um, and, and I'll I'll get into this maybe a little bit later. Besides, what was a vote to impeach Mayorkas going to do? It wasn't going to pass the Senate, so he would have been impeached in the House. He would have not been convicted in the Senate. He would have stayed in his job. And a year from now, look, half the electorate out there. If you say Alexandria. Of what you call him, Alejandro Mayorkas. Who, what does he do? They wouldn't be able to tell you. So, no, I'm not going to get myself all exorcised over a vote in Congress. Not on this one. Now, you had a lot of Republicans that voted against the, 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 the bill that was brought up after to, to give support to Israel. That was a little more jarring. But, a few things happened, by the way, with this vote. One of them is because of the way it was managed in the United States Senate, there are calls for one of the other McPhails to go, and we talked about that briefly yesterday. Uh, the, the turtle, there are increasing calls for the turtle, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McPhail, to step down. McPhail, of course, the three McPhails identified as such by our very own Princess Di, who had has been calling them the McFails for quite some time. She mentioned there were three McFails. 
that had to go if the Republican Party was going to correct. One McPhail, Kevin McCarthy McPhail, the other Rona McDaniel McPhail, who has said that she apparently will be resigning. I hear some reports say spring, or the news reports say after the South Carolina primary. So Rona McPhail, that's two of the three McPhails, and the other's McConnell, who's still hanging in there. After Kevin McCarthy left, oh, funny note, boy, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, he 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 endorsed Kevin McCarthy for the job over at the RNC. But the reasons it is so snarky, I'll have to find that story. Anyway, if you want to talk about the goings on in Congress, if you're one of those people, there are a lot of people upset, boy. They're like people are giving out the phone numbers of the three congressmen. We have a colleague in the talk radio business, Mike Gallagher. I've known Mike for years. And and one of the congressmen that voted no is Mike Gallagher. People are mistaking the two. They're filling up Mike's email box with with unpleasant emails. But if you want to talk about that, feel free. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. If you're one of the ones so disappointed in Republicans, I get my blood pressure's not up over it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, this is politics. And this is politics when you don't have numbers to have a really great majority. We have three defections can throw you out of whack. Republicans, if you don't have three or four deflect, uh, 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 defectors with all the rhinos and the moderates that are in this party infesting the Republican Party in the House, you can expect on a regular basis three or four defectors. And by the way, I'm not calling at least one of the guys that defected on this. He actually took the time to explain his vote, and he suggested to um, Marjorie Taylor Greene that she should read her Constitution and understand what the charges of impeachment are. And he's he is doing it from the position, look, if we do this now, this is opening up a Pandora's box, and in a Republican administration, you are going to have Cabinet members impeached right and left. Now, we all know what the nuclear option did once Harry in in the Senate. When Harry Reid pulled that number, it has come by to bite Democrats in their behinds. And so this California guy, I think that was McClintock, said, look, we, we don't have the constitutional basis to do this. He offered a principal argument. Now, that will not appease some people that wanted him to vote yes anyway, but you can't have it two ways. On one hand, we say we need congressmen with principles. So you get a guy, he says, okay, I have principles. Yeah, but you were supposed to throw your principles aside and vote for this because we all are emotional about it and we wanted it. Again, I am not getting upset over this vote. It's, it's, I refuse. I'm not going there. I had not even intended to open the show with this, but I just, it just started opening my mouth and it. I wanted to open the show talking about M- Michelle Obama because Princess Di has a very, very good friend. I mean, in terms of political buddies, they probably, well, anyway, her friend Carl Rove, oh, she is seething right now. Carl Rove is my friend. Princess Di is not really a fan. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> Princess Di's friend, Carl Rove, put out a, uh, he, he said today, and you can find the story in The Hill, he shut down speculation, it says in The Hill, often permeated on the far right. That would be you, Princess Di, according to The Hill, the far right. The former First Lady Michelle Obama will replace Joe Biden. Carl Rove says this is pure lunacy. Now, Carl, you better be careful here. Because Princess Di is not a loony. And she is actually political genius. And if she researches something, well, Jameson, why are you betting against her? Because Michelle Obama is, I, I do my own research and come to different conclusions. But there's one thing I never do. I would never in life call Princess Dia loony. This is not lunacy. Diana has very sound, Princess Dia has very sound reasons for thinking. In fact, Cindy Adams has a column out where, where Michelle Obama told people in 2022 that she was going to run. That was on, I think, page six. So, you know, be careful, Carl. Call the princess dying her people are loonies. Might come back to bite you. All right. So the next few stories. Why are you talking about these when Congress betrayed us last night? Congress betrayed us. I'm beside myself. Calm down. Not the end of the world. You'll be fine. Uh, McDonald's. He's talking about McDonald's, hamburgers, french fries. McDonald's, yes, those those people, the people that make Big Macs. They're losing low-income customers. There have been so many news stories over the past few days about the $18 bill that somebody got in McDonald's. And the story in the New York Post today would you like a, stick, a side of sticker shock with that? And they identify in their first paragraph one of the culprits, thanks to Bidenomics, low-income folks are ditching not-so-happy meals. Dining at McDonald's is now out of their price range. Huh? Yeah. Facing astronomically high food costs, the chain prices skyrocketed 10% last year. With a Big Mac combo meal selling customers in some areas back $18. Okay, Princess Di admits she was a little bit loony over Y2K. Oh, we had a ball with Y2K. Princess Di back then, I'm, I'm telling you, she's still drinking the water that she saved in Y. She had the water. She like a head, a basement. You know, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, that last scene where they show you the thing, where that endless cavern, that was like Princess Di's basement with all the stocked up goods for what was going to happen on Y2K. And I was like, Princess Di, why, there's nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. No, it's not going to be fine. Uh, it's going to be fine. Do you want to bet? Anyway. Back to the high cost of food at Mickey D's. So now people have to pay 18 bucks to get a meal combo. 
and some customers are sending it out. American diners who make less than 45 grand a year are spending less money on eating out. They can't afford it. There's another story in the news, by the way, today about the high cost of rent and how many Americans are being priced out of the housing market. Rent is too high, and people in government are trying to figure out what they can do. A lot of people now are spending over 30% of their budget, and I looked at 30%, over 30% of their budget on rent. And this has political folks worried because these voters are having a hard time. Now, last week, we talked about the number of Americans, and this crosses racial lines, this crosses every single demarcation line there is. Two-thirds of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. So let's add these three stories together. Last week, we learned two-thirds of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. This week, we learned a lot of Americans cannot, are having a very difficult time paying their rent. Evictions are up. People are looking for other places, can't find them, can't pay the rent. Now we learn that people cannot even afford their meal at Mickey D's, at McDonald's, because it's $18 and they can't afford it. So, I have one simple question for you. Here's the question. Why? That's the question. Why? Why? Diego, it's test time. Okay. Why do people have such a difficult time paying their rent? Why are they living paycheck to paycheck? And why can't they afford their Happy Meals? Hmm, Joe Biden? You got to go deeper than that. Okay, That's an easy because one. wages wages are too low and rent is too high. And what do you mean wages are too low? All that. Wait a minute. What do you mean wages are too low? I don't know. <laughs> what, are employers just supposed to hand over money to you and say, oh, you're having a difficult time paying your rent? I know. Let me pay you more money. Well, be, well, the economy doesn't work like that. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. But the at the wages, the, the if the wages were high enough, people the rent wouldn't be an issue. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So Diego thinks it's the employer's fault. These greedy employers are not paying enough to their employees. We'll revisit that. Or, or landlords are, are, are making it, oh, are making greedy the landlords too, too high. Greedy landlords are charging too much in rent. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's, yeah. Okay, <laughs> the greedy landlords are, Carlos, mi amigo, que pasa? It's the greedy central bank not printing enough money for all of us. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack on that one, folks. It's the greedy central bank not printing enough money for all of us. Jonas, you want to take a stab at it? Why? Why don't people have enough money to pay their rent? Why can't they afford a, a meal at Mickey D's anymore? 
And why are so many Americans living paycheck to paycheck? Well, everybody is not working. There's a lot of people who have part-time jobs at two different places. So there's a lot of people unemployed, which is a domino effect to a bad economy, which leads to um, rent prices raising. Landlords got to pay bills. We got to pay bills. It's just an endless cycle of people struggling to make ends meet. So that's where we're at. Oh. All right. When was the last time? Okay, I'm going to ask the three of you this question, unbiased question. When is the last time the American economy was booming? Let's go first with you, Jonas. When is the last time we had an economic boom in this country where most people felt, yeah, I'm doing okay? When is the last time that happened? I would guess when Trump was president. Oh, really? Uh, Diego, when is the last time people, when the United States was in an economic boom and people were saying, yeah, you know, things are all right, doing all right over here? Thomas is here too, by the way, if you want to ask him. But my my answer to that, I want to say the best that this country's economy has ever been would be 1950s, right after World War One. You there weren't World War II, even sorry. born. I'm asking you in recent memory. Oh, okay. when was the? And I said, when was the last time? Don't be going back to old Eisenhower right, on me right. with this one. When is the last time that the economy was kicked butt? Clearly Trump. Clearly Donald Trump. Oh. Carlos, when is the last time the American economy was kicking butt? It was four years ago when Trump was president and he gave us those checks back, you know, that money. Yeah, it was then. It was then. He gave money back. Who else is there? You said Thomas. Oh, Thomas is in. Oh, Thomas keeps up with politics. And Thomas actually came on to me telling me how I should actually change a line that I delivered. He is engaged. He liked the McPhail line yesterday. He thinks it ought to be, what did you say we ought to call Nikki Thomas? I, I had said to my dad on my car ride home that Nikki Faley. Nikki Faley. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you the same quick questions. Why are people living paycheck to paycheck? Why does McDonald's food cost so much money, and why why, why are rents rising so high? Quickly, what's your answer? Inflation and the Fed. Okay, when's the last time the economy was booming? President Donald J. Trump. We got to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to address this when we get back. <laughs> On this day, my friends, birthday, You know the music is Bon Jovi. Keyboard player, David Bryan. Born on this day in 1962. This is also a huge day in music history. Huge. Huge. Well, you already know about it. Those of you that don't, we'll tell you when we get back. Boston Everybody's Rush Hour on WABC Talk Radio 77.
you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, birthday today also for Brian Gatich, guitarist, composer, worked with Chicago, Peter Cetera. He co-wrote this one, La Isla Bonita. That was Madonna's big hit back in, back in, back in, was it 1950, 1960? Oh, no, she's not that old. It's, uh, no, it's back in 87. Right, 87. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad that guy hung up that was going to say he kind of thought I was right about, um, you know, this whole thing with, uh, what's his face? My, um, my orchestra and the impeachment. I am not going to get upset about it. I did, please. I have better things to do with my time than get upset over politics in Washington, D.C. when Republicans act like Republicans. Okay? Please. Anyway, I do want, we do have some phone calls on this other thing. Oh, the big day. Today is the anniversary of the British invasion music. This is when the, the day, this day, 1964. The Beatles set foot in America, and the American music scene would never, ever be the same. We'll play some Beatles a little bit later on, of course, because W.A. Beatles C. was, I mean, we were the Beatles and are the Beatles. This is where it all happened here in New York. Yeah. That's the scene. I think they came in in Idlewild, if memory serves you. It was still Idlewild. Yeah, back when it was still called that, right? Yeah. Again, before you were born. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, some of us remember it. Uh, Let us quickly head to the telephones. And Eric in Queens, uh, you're up on WABC. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon, Bo. Always a pleasure. So, among other things, I'm a landlord, and I would like to speak to the rent issue you're referring to. Yes, and I'm please. Even having, I'm having a hard time coping with it because, you know, I have to raise my rents to keep up, but at the same time, I have a soft heart for my tenants. So, a couple excuse of things. Me, One, excuse me, excuse me. First of all, how can that be that you have a soft heart for your tenants? You are a landlord, which means you are greedy. And you just charge people money because you want to charge people money because you want to be rich and you want to make more money. And you don't care about those people that you're renting to. You're greedy. How can you sit here and tell us, Eric, 
that you have a soft heart for your tenants. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um, but all, all kidding, all kidding aside, when you have 8 million new people entering the country in a short period of time, at some point they need to mm-hmm. rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, we have something called supply and demand. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. In addition to how many other millions of people, uh, that are coming the other way, coming through the airport, coming on over visa overstays. So mm-hmm. you got 10 million plus people in three years entering the country. They need a place mm-hmm. to live too. Mm-hmm. Except they don't mind living with three, four, five, six, seven adults in one apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, they can pay the big money because they have four or five uh, incomes contributing to that rent. Mm-hmm. The other problem, the other problem, Bo, is section eight. The government pays top dollar now for Section 8 housing, okay, and they price out the hardworking, lower, middle-class Would you please, for those that are uninformed and uninitiated, tell people what Section 8 is? Well, it's government. It's, it's, they give out vouchers where the government pays a portion of your rent. So depending on what your income is, they might pay half your rent. They might pay 95% of your rent, uh, depending if you get approved. Um, so that being said, most of my landlord friends seek out people that are approved for Section 8. Back in the old days, Section 8 was limited to the housing projects. Okay, they did away with that. They gave out vouchers. So Section 8 tenants can now pick and choose wherever the hell they want to live. They can live in a $10 million condo in Manhattan if the landlord accepts them. So they can live anywhere they want to with these vouchers. Uh, the only problem is, well, not a problem for us. Section 8 is paying top dollar for rent. Now, if you're just a hardworking guy making, taking home 600 bucks a week, uh, you can't keep up with Section 8. You can't compete with what Section 8 is paying. So now you're competing with the government for rent. In addition to the high demand, which spikes up the prices, you're competing with the government. It's unbelievable. We have to get to the news. Eric, I'm going to add one more thing to that. And thank you for this education. James Golden, Bo Snerdley. Oh, yeah, John Lennon takes us in, and on this day also, the very day, anniversary of the British invasion, in 1981, John Lennon was at number one with this one. Woman, written for woman, written for Yoko Ono, his wife. James Golden, Bo Senator West Hour, coming back. More of your calls coming up, and I'm going to add something to Eric. Back in a moment. by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now also, a year before they would show up at Idlewild Airport, this song was released, the first Beatles single, Please Please Me, on the VJ label, not Capitol Record. I have copies, I have singles of this on VJ. I'm 
our sister station at the time, WLS, played the song first time in, in, on WLS. That was in Chicago. First Beatles record. On WABC Talk Radio 77. I want to head back to the telephones. Um, and what we're going to do, rather than do rapid phones, what I'm going to ask people on the phone to do, just get right to your point. So that we can, because we got so many great calls, I want to get people in. So do me a favor, just one, two, three, get your point, get it, get it, get it. And let's start in California with Steve. Steve, where in California are you calling from? Monterey. Oh, yeah. I hope you're doing all right with that uh, atmospheric rainstorm out there. Yeah, it's still pouring. <laughs> what wow. did California do? You know? Anyway, uh, Biden's been touting a good economy and the media, too, but uh, it's really not. It's built on smoke and mirrors. It's built on credit card debt, printing of money, inflation, impoverishing the retiree class. And it's going to fall bust eventually. And it's not on accident. You've got to understand, with the FBI's help, the uh, United States of America is being forked over to the world order. Boom. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Dave, in Pennsylvania, where are you calling from, Dave? Oh, I'm uh, 40 miles uh, west of Philly. Um, oil is the lifeblood of the economy. The price of fuel drives up the price of everything in terms of production of goods and the transportation of goods. This crazy religious zeal for the climate change is destroying domestic oil production. And just imagine if you could pay a buck a gallon how much money you'd have for a hamburger. Yes, and not only has the cost of everything been driven up by these rising fuel prices. That is the price of energy, folks. And one can ask people, how many products do you think oil is in? And whatever number they come up with is wrong. Because oil is so pervasive as the lifeblood of industry that we cannot even count the number of products that require some form of oil as an ingredient. And that's before you move to fuel. That's before you move to anything else. Oil is truly, as he said, the lifeblood of this economy. And the prices have been going up. Brooklyn, New York, Levi, you're up next. Hey, how are you? This is amazing to speak to you. So, the first of all, the commonality that I think everybody has addressed is when the government is trying to fix the situation and they regulate things, they just increase the prices. For example, student loans, everybody gets a guaranteed education. That's a great idea. But now they're paying exorbitant prices because they're guaranteeing loans for everybody to get money to pay as much tuition as they need to and therefore the tuition goes up because the schools are getting the money from the government and now when you go to school instead of being in debt twenty or thirty thousand dollars when you finish a degree or another twenty thousand when you finish a, a professional degree you're in debt a hundred and hundred and fifty two hundred thousand dollars and you got to pay that off and where is that getting paid from it's the same thing oil rent raising prices for, for, for low wages. They think that, that that's a temporary job, and it, all of a sudden it's going to be a life-saving job to feed a whole family. And there you go. 
Thank you so much for the call. Let us go to Tennessee very quickly. Little deviation off topic, but I want to grab it. Harold, you're in Tennessee. Whereabouts in Tennessee are you calling from, Harold? Huntington. I'm halfway between Memphis and Nashville on the side of US 70, the Broadway of America. All right. Uh, what what is the RNC doing anything to train poll watchers and poll workers? Funny you should ask. A little Ebonics there for you. Funny you should ask that question. One guy that is being touted as the replacement for Rhonda McPhail is uh, at the RNC when she does step down. Primary mission has been voter integrity. And apparently there's a story out today. I'll dig out the guy's name. Trump likes this guy. He's already at the RNC in, I believe, the council, in the in the one of the legal offices there. But he is a quote unquote stop the steal guy, and apparently, um, at least one news report says that Donald Trump wants him elevated to take over the RNC, and so the emphasis might be on exactly what you're talking about, Harold, voter integrity. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Very quickly, Robert, on your mind. What is on your mind this afternoon? Communist countries were taken over from within. Democrats have been ramping up for this because they are communists. Everything they have and haven't done is in preparation for it. Prepare yourself, America, to defend your country on your own soil this time. Thank you, Robert. My Gracie, New City. How are you, Gracie? I'm great, Bo. Listen, uh, the, Eric said it, and the other and the other guy said it with the tuition that I'm going to add to doctors. Uh, years ago, you could go to an office visit for three dollars and five dollars when they came home. Once they started with this Medicare, and I'm a senior citizen, uh, seniors we live in the and the doctor's office, not I, but any. T- this, uh, the government puts their nose in anything that they think they're helping you. Believe me, they're not helping you. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Gracie. Connecticut, we go. Joseph, you're up on WABC Talk Radio 77, Boston Nervous Rush Hour. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hello, James. Uh, I was, first of all, I was fortunate to speak to Rush one time about eight years ago and spoke to you. That was good. But I, college professor, 42 years chemistry. Fossil fuels should be called hydrocarbons. They're the foundation for everything, plastics, polyesters, uh, chemicals, uh, medicines. Everything's based on that, coal, uh, natural gas, and petroleum. And without that, if that goes up, everything goes up. Transportation goes up. Plastics are in everywhere. And uh, synthetics are in everywhere. The the foundation, I'm not crazy about the, the misuse of those in many ways, like textiles. I don't think they should be put. I think we should go back to natural fibers like uh, wool and, and uh, linen and, and silk and, and cotton. But uh, they are everywhere, and so that's the economy is based on that. We take away that, and we're doomed. And you keep, rising, and you keep raising the prices on the, 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 the fuels. Everything else is going to go up in price, everything else. Let's head out to Kentucky. Beth, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Where in Kentucky are you, Beth? I live in Carter County, Kentucky, eastern Kentucky, but eh, 
I'll say 40 minutes from Washington, West Virginia. Wow. So what's on your mind this afternoon, Beth? We're glad to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, just the economy. I did have to go out to, let me stop, I'm walking, to Walmart yesterday. I needed a pair of pants. What would have cost last year 15 is now 19. There's little wow. things that nag at our budget that are taking it away. Medicines. I'm just saying what's going on at my house. Definitely food. I have to budget it more now of what I cannot get. No, no chips. Yep. One treat a week. But this is what, I mean, it's more than just, it's clothes. It's our food. I only allow a full tank of gas every two weeks. And I live in town. I do walk more. Now, I'm trying to cool off while I'm talking. But for the everyday person, and everybody is an everyday person, but it is expensive all across the board. And the gentleman. Let me ask you. Oh. Let me just ask you one question, because then we got to run and check in with Lou Dobbs. But let me ask you one question: When was the last time you remember the economy booming, Beth, out in Kentucky? When was the last time, at least, you said, "Wow, well, things are pretty good right now." Um, right after, unfortunately, right before the coal industry ended, which took energy away. There were so mm-hmm. many businesses. We even owned a, com- a coal company, and we had to do bankruptcy because wow. they wouldn't let you do coal. I mean, wow. yes, we've done better from that, but it's it's still hard, especially in this little county. Taxes went well, up. Beth, I'm going to wish you all the best out there. we got to run along because we got to check in with Lou Dobbs right now. Uh, WABC Talk Radio 77. Thank you, Beth, out in Kentucky. And this is Bo Snerly. Bo Snerly's a rush out here. Diego, who's this? What do we have here? This is Garth Brooks. Let me just pull it up. Yeah. On this day in 1962, Garth Brooks was born. American country singer, songwriter. His 1991 U.S. number one album, Roping the Wind, spent 70 weeks on the U.S. chart. Brooks is one of the world's best-selling music artists, having sold more than... 170 million records. Billboard ranked Brooks as the greatest male solo artist of the Billboard 200 chart of all time. And as of 2020, according to the RIAA, he is the best-selling solo albums artist in the United States with 156 million domestic units sold ahead of Elvis Presley and is second only to the Beatles in total album sales overall. Garth Brooks. American icon in the music scene. Birthday today. Happy birthday, Garth Brooks, from all of us here at WABC. Lou Dobbs, and then I'm going to have a few words, and we'll try to get some more calls on both Derby's Rush Hours. Stay right where you are. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. And Cousin Brucey, of course, was so instrumental, not just with the Beatles, but with so many other American rock groups. Still on WABC, after all these years, our very own Cousin Brucey. You can check him out on the weekend. This day, 1981, Cool and the Gang started their two-week at the top of the charts with 
celebration. Huge. Let me also mention two kings. Birthdays. One, Earl King, heavenly birthday, born in 1934. Blues guitarist out of New Orleans. He's the guy that wrote, come on, let the good times roll. The other, one of the most amazing saxophone players of all time, King Curtis, also born in 1934. Worked with so many people. Respect with Retha. Worked with Buddy Holly, Waylon Jennings. Oh, amazing. Okay, we're going to do it. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Got to get to your point. Nico in Michigan. Where in Michigan are you calling from, Nico? Battle Creek. Right to your Battle point. Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. All right. A lot of seniors, a lot of senior citizens of Adoria go to are working because they can't live on Social Security. They have to work part-time. Thank you. And you are so right. That's this economy. John in Westchester County, very quickly, you're up next. Bo, the election's going to go this way. The Dems are going to give up on getting the presidency. They're going to go after the House and the Senate. They're going to let Trump win. They're going to try to destroy him. Three years of obstruction come 2027. They'll find somebody like Widmer or Newsom to take the country over for eight years. It's a nightmare. Thank you, John. Andrew in New Jersey. Hello, Andrew. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. The British invasion, Elvis showed him who was boss. 68 comeback special. Let the young guys like Avery look that up. 68 comeback special. Thank you very much. Thank you. Steve in Queens, you're up next quickly. Madonna fans are suing her because she didn't show up to a concert. She showed up late. She was there. Yep. They just didn't recognize her. Ooh. Ooh. Nasty. Uh, Eric, in New Jersey, you, <laughs> you're up next. Hey, great show. Listen, I bought my, when I got out of the service, I bought my 73 Challenger, May 15th, brand new. I paid, at uh, that time, $5 to fill up the tank, okay? And, I, you know, because of the Obama thing and, and uh, mortgage modification, I lost my house, not to mention other things. And on the good note, remember when you guys were talking about funny names for rappers? Yeah. yeah, remember uh, Tupac? If you spell Tupac backwards, it spells kaput. Have a great one. Ooh. Whoa. Thank you. All right, I'm going to add a few words, and I've said this with Eric, who, the landlord. One thing that people have not mentioned here, why are your rent so high? Well, when the government tells people that they don't have to pay rent for over a year, oh, don't worry about it. You can just live there. You don't have to pay your rent. How are the landlords supposed to exist? And what happens when the landlords can finally start collecting rent again? They have to raise their prices. They have to make good. All those mandates during COVID hurt landlords, hurt so many other people. And that is one factor. Why is your McDonald's bill so high? Well, when your government tells you, as an employer, you have to pay people $20 an hour to flip a burger. You have to raise prices. This stuff is real. All of these things that liberal progressives demand and get have consequences. 
this Green New Deal that Joe Biden is implementing is costing every single one of you huge money. And you can go any one of these questions, whether it's your rent, whether it's your take-home pay, no matter the cost of a hamburger, you want to know why you're suffering? Look no further than the people that some of you, my friends, elected. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you from all over America. God willing, back tomorrow. The Boats and Early's Rush Hour, the Thursday edition. Andrew Giuliani and I are going to have a chat and other things. God willing, we're here tomorrow. Bye.